Welcome to the Business Playdate, a podcast hosted by Lindsay White and Betsy Moorhead, two internet strangers turned business besties. We're two marketing professionals living across the country, raising our kiddos while running our own individual businesses. We built these businesses based on our experiences working in corporate management roles with the end goal to be able to show up for our families first. And we did it. We're so happy you're here with us. Now let's get into this week's episode. Hey, Betsy, how's it going? Hey, it's going good. We are coming to you this week. It is Friday, the day after the business playdate launch. Mm-hmm. And how do you think it went, Ben? Bets? <laughs> I think it went excellent. Yeah. It's just like, so like this like sigh of relief that it's out there in the world and everyone's hearing it and listening. It's fun to see like all the numbers and, you know, nerd out about the analytics. But I think it's so fun. I think it went great. We had a lot of really great feedback from you guys and we're just excited to keep this train rolling. Yeah. And I think today we're in the top 100 for marketing podcasts. Pretty big. We are. We are pretty big. I know we broke through the 100, top 100. So it'll be fun to kind of watch all those as the the week goes on or, you know, as the episodes, different episodes drop and stuff. But we appreciate everyone's support. My gosh, like what a fun journey this has been. And yeah, it's just like, it's so nice to have it out there. And here we are. We're we're podcasters. Yeah, we are. It's been (laughs) so fun to like, I mean, we've worked so hard on getting this out there and Mm -hmm. it's so cool to just, I mean, as you said, total data nerds over here. You guys are listening to the largest nerds of data. So it's so fun to watch the numbers. And like, I don't have high expectations, but I just am so intrigued by what the numbers do. Mm -hmm. I know. And it's like a whole new side of like the marketing world, I think for both of us, the podcasting Mm -hmm. analytics. And so it's like fun Mm -hmm. to learn more about that and type in and research and figure out like, okay, well, what does this mean? So and there's no better guinea pig than yourself, you know, if you're trying to learn something I know. new, do it for yourself. <laughs> I know. No. Oh my gosh. Well, how's your week going? You kind of had like a crazy week. It's been a crazy week On top week of the podcast. Here. On top of the podcast, I mean, I had some house things going on. We had uh, like the kids all got sick at my house. You had a lot of sickness at your house. Yes. I know. We've yeah. Oh, yeah. all been crazy work has been crazy on top of the podcast launch. Yeah. How are things going with work? I mean, it's just been a little crazy over here. I think today I'm having a kind of low day. Mm -hmm. We signed a new client recently and I'm working on a really large marketing strategy plan. It's probably the largest I've ever done. And I feel like I keep coming up against this mental wall of like, I'm not worthy enough for this package that I sold and the client eagerly purchased and wants so badly to work with me. And then I get on these calls and we're, we're diving into calls with, you know, six different department heads across their entire company. And that's a lot of people to talk to and interview. And I think that I, well, a couple of things I've noticed. The first thing I've noticed is that I work much better in the mornings. I think I have a lot more I don't know if confidence is the right word, but I'm much more level-headed and clear-headed in the mornings. And in the afternoons and evenings, I'm just not. I'm mom mode. I am, you know, trying to get things done around the house. Like I just, I've had such a day already and I've worn so many hats that 
some of these meetings have been in the late afternoon because that's just kind of when they worked out. And I'm really struggling with that. Mm -hmm. And so I just step into these meetings and I feel like I don't know what's going on. I have a hard time grasping the con. They're tough concepts. I mean, it's a big company with very intense technical business structures. And I'm having a hard time grasping it. And it's putting me in this spot of like shying away, feeling like I'm not good enough. And I know that that's not the case. I know, you know, when I think about it rationally and I take my irrational brain out of it, I know I'm really good at what I do. I know I work in an industry that I know like the back of my hand and I know I have a ton of value to provide and I run amazing project management. So I keep trying to like put myself back in that headspace, but I just get so bogged down with the like, well, I really didn't show my best self yesterday during that call. Or I asked some really dumb questions. And so it's been a hard thing to, I don't know. That's where my struggle at right now is like, I'm definitely in a weird mindset struggle and I haven't felt this in a long time. I, you know, it's, you haven't, you've been in like a totally different, like your mindset has been totally different for the last eight, nine months. Right. I mean, with you like pulling back everything and, you know, to kind of take like a hiatus, so to speak. Right. I mean, but like now you're jumping right in, like diving into the deep end essentially with this awesome opportunity and it can be really overwhelming. I can understand how that would feel. Yeah. It's definitely like drinking from a fire hose right now. And it's a fire hose I've drank from before that Mm -hmm. said it's, you know, a new fire. So it's a new beast to tackle. Yeah. You said something interesting that like I've actually like talked to my therapist about before, but like the taking the logic out of everything or like, like your big brain versus your little brain, right? Like your, I'm probably going to mix these up, but like essentially like, you know, you're really good. Like your logical brain, right? Like I think is the little brain. Like you, you know, like, you know, you're good. You know, you know what you're doing. You, you know, all of this, but like that, that anxious, like self doubt, like crazy mindset part of your brain is the, it can be the bigger part sometimes. And so it like comes in and just overrides everything and all the logic goes out the window and like all of the, I know what I'm talking about. I know like the reality of this situation. Like I know, I do know on the inside that I'm good and I know what I'm doing, but it's all of the other noise that like just comes in. So it's really hard to like separate the two. And I think too, it's like hard to compartmentalize like you were talking about during the mornings, you go, you drop your kids off, you know, you're fresh from the day, your brain is ready, like you're in work mode. And then like you pick your kids up and having this new client on another completely different side of the country time zone. I mean, that's, that's gotta be tough. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you want my like personal advice, just give yourself some grace, you know I mean? Like it, it's hard like to get in these funks and to work our way out of it. It is. And I keep trying. So like today, today I have another call with a different area and I am just going to spend the whole day putting myself in the rational brain. Cause I think when I had this call, you know, I was almost like a deer in the headlights. I wasn't mentally prepared for it. And then I was in this like weird space, like mindset space of like, oh my gosh, I don't feel good enough. I do not feel worthy to be here. I don't feel good enough. I feel like I'm not understanding what's going on. And I wasn't able to put forward like the authority level thoughts that I generally put forward in client meetings. You know, I 
I am an authority for my clients in their marketing space. And I exude that generally on my calls. And I don't think I did that because I was such a deer in the headlights. And so, you know, today before I jump on my next call with them, I'm like, I am Lindsay. I am a badass. I can do this. <laughs> yeah. Look in the mirror, say those affirmations. <laughs> yeah. Like I am a marketing authority for all of my clients and I can do this. I am meant to be in this room. Like nothing can stop me. That's funny. Like I that's a good, I guess, segue into what I think we were going to talk about today, you know, just mindset in general. But gosh, like when you first start this business after leaving a corporate, like, oh yeah, that, talk about, talk about like that, right? I mean, like you're working with this huge company as one piece of their whole puzzle, right? And then you leave that and you go and you start your own business to then be the authority for your clients in this space. And talk about like totally having to change your mindset and get yourself in a headspace where people are hiring you for a reason. You are the authority. You are like, they sought you out to work on this. And it is really difficult in the beginning to, you know, not just kind of put yourself in this box of like, I'm just a freelancer. Like I'm just freelancing. I'm, and I hate to even say that, like, I'm just a freelancer because my gosh, like. But we've all felt it. Like we've all been there. Our perspective on what other people might think is totally different than what the reality is when when we when we tell people what we do. I think too, like I think a lot about when myself and others first start their businesses, you know, you leave your nine to five, you leave your corporate job and you are like, I'm going to go build something that makes more sense for myself and for my family. Great. Like love that. Love to hear it. That is my favorite thing to hear specifically women say. But you leave your job and you start getting a couple of clients and you're like, oh, well, I'm just a freelancer. Like, I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm working with these smaller, smaller clients. You know, some of my first clients were like really small. I think I was getting paid like $35 an hour to run email campaigns for like a yoga studio. That was like one of my first clients. My very first client was Harvard Business School. That was actually five years ago this month. I remember hearing that on the podcast that you did. Yeah. Like when I found you being like, that's really cool. So that was a fun fact. But then that was a project. So after that project wrapped up, my first retainer client was $35 an hour yoga studio. And not that there's anything wrong with that. That's a great, like that was a great place for me to be. I felt like a winner when I got that. But then I kept working in that capacity and I was like, I'm just a freelancer. I'm just running constant contact emails for this company. And you get yourself in that mindset and it's like, almost embarrassing. Like I felt like an embarrassment to tell people this is what I do. You know, like it's like a, I would see old coworkers and they're like, Oh, what are you doing now? I'm like, I'm just a freelancer, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel that. It's like a weird feeling to feel. And like fast forward to today, I've rewritten my narrative and I feel much more confident in how I'm speaking with people and who I am and what I do for work. But it's taken a long time to get there. I mean, like that was a process to get. And I mean, I think there's ebbs and flows. Like I said, today I'm in a really low mindset. I'm like, I don't think I should be doing this. But tomorrow I'll be in a different place and I'll be like, I am, I have an amazing business and I provide amazing services and amazing value. 
I think we've talked about that too, like rewriting your narrative, like you're in control of who you are and who you want to be and being able to grasp that and take control is a really hard thing to do, but it's what you need to do to get out of that. Like I'm just a freelancer mindset. Yeah. It's interesting. Like I find when I have time on my hands to kind of sit with my thoughts in this, in the, in this specific instance, that's when I get in these low places a little bit more of like, who, like, who do, who do I think I am being the authority? You know, like, who do I think I am telling these people what to do with their business? You know, and, but when I'm busy and I'm, uh, my brain is busy and like, I'm, I'm not just like sitting there dwelling, not that like I'm sitting around, but like, I guess what I'm trying to say is if, if I, sit with something for too long and just dwell in it, then it just festers, right? I mean, that's anything. But if I try really hard, I'm very intentional about like moving on, moving away from the thought, like moving on to the next thing, putting on like a podcast or a book, you know, something to kind of take my mind off of it, then I move away from it. And that is like one of the, the things that I have to do, or I will in my like anxious brain, just sit there and let it become such right. a bigger write thing. Yeah. yeah. And it's so funny. Like, I think you and I are both like very successful. You know, we come from a, a similar backgrounds. Like we both came from like managing director roles, you know, and what we were doing. And we've been doing this for 10, 15 years individually. And we still feel like this. And I can guarantee you probably people who've been in the business 40 years feel this mm-hmm. too at some point in time. And if, you know, if you like think about like the person that you know, who is really good at their job, like a total shark, like amazing, like comes in, controls a room, you know, takes over, like gets in there, gets out. I guarantee that on any given day, they're having a low moment. 100%. Their mindset has to be like checked a little bit or they're feeling some imposter syndrome. And it's just it's just natural. And I think you've mentioned this in a past episode, social media and Instagram and like TikTok and all of that, we're constantly consuming all of this content that is just a highlight reel. It's just people showing the good. And like, this is a little bit off topic, but not too off topic because this is also, we're going to talk about motherhood. I literally had to mute an account yesterday on my personal Instagram that I adore. I love this influencer. I think she's wonderful. But watching her stories was making me feel bad about myself. And I finally last night was just like, I'm just going to mute it because, and like the whole reason why is like all our kids are the same ages, like her middle and her youngest are the same ages as my oldest and my youngest. And I was like finding myself being like, why am I not doing that with my kids? Why? you know, like telling myself all these like crazy things, right? Like that we're putting myself in this weird motherhood space. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just like, I need to get that out of here. I need to realize that this is just a highlight reel. Like they're not sharing the good, the bad and the ugly. So I think that's, first of all, like, thank you for sharing how you're feeling today. So that that's the whole point of this podcast, right? It's to like, let everyone know that they're not alone. But that helps me too, like as your friend in business and as like somebody who looks up to you, you know, like mm-hmm. let's just having a, a bad day. Like, you know, I, I've, I've had bad days. Like we can relate 
on that together and work work through it with each other and and that's what we always we always have done and that's part of why we wanted to bring this podcast to everyone is because we have these conversations you know behind closed doors essentially behind a screen with each other about oh my gosh I'm having a hard day or I came up against this issue and to all of our listeners, like you're not alone in this and it can feel so lonely, especially, I mean, especially when you're looking at social media, I actually stopped looking at business social media. Totally. I follow a bunch of people, but I really, I mean, anyone out there, I follow you and you're like, why doesn't Lindsay ever like my stuff? It's probably because I don't want to see people's highlight reel. I can't hold my, I just, I know for myself, mentally, like I'm super proud of all of you. I love everything that everyone is doing and your successes. I'm so happy for everyone and all of that. But like when I mentally just start taking in all of that content and that's all I see and I don't see the highs and the lows, it it's really hard. And so social media for me, I've been trying to just like personally and professionally like distance myself from it yeah. because it really brings you down. It really like, does. I mean... I really think it's just a magazine at this point, you know, no, I try to be really real in my social media posts, but I know it never comes off like that. You know, we're all trying to put our best foot forward. You don't want to showcase your faults. I know. I know. Cause that would just be depressing. No one would want to like, once I get it, I totally get why, like why we're all doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just like another, not that this was like a tips episode, but gosh, like, yeah, taking like the noise away. Yes. I, I unfollowed so many influencers like on my personal Instagram. I know you said you muted them. I, my husband actually does this a lot for me. Like when I'm having really low periods of time, he'll go into my Instagram account and be like, who is this person? Bye. <laughs> He's like, you don't need to be following this negative energy. Oh, how funny. I don't think mine would even know how to unfollow somebody on Instagram. That's how much he never gets on. His. Yeah. No, my husband is a huge unfollower. Yeah. And it does help. It does help. And I mean, when I don't see these people coming in, I'm like, oh, wow. Like mom wise, I'm holding myself up to my own standard and not someone else's standard that I'm seeing on Instagram. Yeah. I want to say too, like, I think that talking kind of, kind of going back to like when you first started your business and like getting yourself in this like interesting mindset is when you start seeing the successes that your clients have, sorry, I'm like totally changing the topic now. I just want to say this before my brain like forgets it, mom brain, right? When you start seeing the success, the successes that your clients are having, talk about a confidence boost. I mean, like that, like start, like go back and look at those, all the things that you've done and all of the, the, just one like amazing successes and like because you came into the picture things that have happened and celebrate those again you know that might be like another way like if, you know before your call today maybe like go back and like look at some notes from your last couple of calls that were like you know or emails that they've sent you know i mean just like re bring up the things that kind of help make you feel a little better about it and yeah and then say those affirmations yeah Look at myself in the mirror. I think too, when you're first starting your business, especially you and I coming from like backgrounds where we had big roles and we had, you know, consuming jobs, it's really hard to leave that job where, like you mentioned, you're part of this bigger picture, you're part of this team and 
I left and I was like, I want to hold myself to that standard. I want to be able to provide everything that I provided when I worked in a 100 person team department where I had all of these resources to pull from at any given moment. And now I'm trying to figure out, okay, how can I provide those resources now to my clients? And like now five years later, I have, you know, a dedicated copywriter, a dedicated designer, and I have these people on my team, but I didn't have that when I first started. And I think that was really hard for me. It was like, I'll be better when I have a team. I'll be better. I'll be able to hold myself to that standard when I can run a full agency. I'll be able to do that at this point in time. It's like, no, you have to take a step back and say, okay, I can do that now. And this is what I'm going to do to do it now. Like I need to work on my mindset. I need to step into a leadership position with my clients and I need to be able to exude that authority to them and showcase the value that I'm providing, whether it's, you know, something that I believe in or I don't. Like I need to make sure my clients think that I believe it. And the more you can say it, the more you'll start to believe you are, you know, this authoritative, amazing business that can provide great results for your clients. Because as you do it, you'll step into that space, that headspace. Yeah. Yeah. When I first started my business, I struggled a lot with being the one telling people information that I learned from somebody else. Like, you know, like, I explained this. So I talked about this on my Instagram stories a couple of months ago, but I was having kind of a low day like you're having. And I was talking to my husband about it. I was like, I just feel like I'm taking, I'm ripping off the information that somebody told me and taught me and I'm telling it to somebody else. And he was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, think about it like this. He said, you have, uh, you know, there's, there's, only so much water, right? Like in a cup or in a jug or something. I'm not, I'm going to totally butcher this by how he said it, but you like have a jug of water and somebody fills your cup with some water. It's the same water that they have that they put in your cup. You take it, you can now thrive and survive with that water in your cup. But then somebody else comes along and they need some water and you've got a little bit that you can give them. So you take your water, somebody else gave you and you share it with them. So now they can take that water and they can thrive and they can survive and carry on. It's the same water, but you're just taking it and giving to somebody else. This person got that water from somewhere else. They didn't just make that water up, you know, at the beginning. Right. Like they didn't just like, they weren't Jesus. They just didn't like, you know, turn, yeah. take wine, you know, whatever, take wine and make it water, yeah. water, make wine. So I, it's an interesting analogy because to me, it took me the longest time. And I don't know if it's because like, I struggled a lot with confidence for a long time. Uh, thank you, therapy. But like I struggled with like professional confidence because I think that I was just kind of in this situation in my corporate life where, you know, I had been at the same place for 10 years. It was my identity. Mm-hmm. When I decided to leave, you know, everyone was really happy for me, but I kind of felt like a fraud a little bit whenever I left. And it was like, oh, I'm going to go out and I'm going to start this, you know, marketing business. And everyone's going to want to listen to me. But I was more worried about what everyone else was thinking than how I was going to feel. And so I kept feeling like, oh, they're just going to think I'm a fraud. Oh, I'm just like, I can't believe, like, I think I know what, you know, how am I going to go out there and do this? And then, you know, I had like some other mentors and things that I was learning from for the next couple of years. And then when I, the maybe just in like the last year, like April of 2023, I like really like, took a stand and kind of like just started working in my business, like 100% full time. And I struggled with it again, like leaving this 
this, uh, this like other situation that I was in. And it took me a few months to kind of move past that feeling again. It was like I had left another corporate job. It was a part-time job that I had. And I was like, I left that part-time job and I kind of had to like remind myself again, like, no, I'm not, I'm not a fraud. Like I do know what I'm talking about and I can carry this on and make it my own. And so, gosh, like it's the safety net. It's the safety net of having when you are putting your name out there, it's so scary. It's the same thing about, you know, putting yourself out on social media or being a face to camera person or, you know, mm-hmm. people are scared of that. It's scary to put yourself out there. It's scary to go on a first date. It's scary mm-hmm. to make new friends. Like it's scary to uphold yourself and be the face person. And when you're working in a part-time job or as a subcontractor or for a company in a nine to five, like it's not just you, you're, you're just a piece of the puzzle for this bigger picture. And when it's just you, it's so scary because your whole name rides on it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, the what ifs of it all. And you can't Mm -hmm. hold on to that. You can't hold Mm -hmm. on to that. It's taken a lot of work to get past it. And, you know, I, I, I would hope, and I think that a lot of people could probably relate that are listening just Maybe they're having a low day today. Yeah. And I mean, they say that there's the three E's, right? Which are the foundation of the choices that we make to move forward, which are education, experience, and exposure. And so, I mean, I didn't go to school for marketing, but I have marketing education at this point. I have a lot of marketing experience that way surpasses the marketing education that I have because I didn't go to four years of college for marketing. Um and then I have exposure because I, you know, have been in this environment for so long doing my day-to-day jobs and positions and projects and work and whatnot. And those have kind of gotten me to this spot of feeling more confident in who I am, feeling more confident in my business, feeling more confident, in, you know, being that face person where, you know, some people can get all of that in a day and they're like, I've got that, you know? And other people, it's going to take them a long time to convince themselves they have enough of it. Yeah. I was considering going and getting my MBA before I left my job. I was actually sitting and talking to my boss who had an MBA. And I asked her, you know, I was like, was well, it worth it? Should I go get one? If I'm now like working in marketing, should I, should I go get an MBA? That seems to be the only way that I'll ever be able to yeah. do anything. And I, I was very appreciative of this. She looked me blank in the face and said, no, you need, you just need to continue getting experience. And actually it's funny because that also happened right after college. I was considering getting a master's degree and I had a mentor tell me, no, just keep working, keep getting experience, not to discredit Mm -hmm. MBAs or master's degrees by any means. I'm not, I'm not trying to do that, but I was already 10 plus years into my career and I wasn't going to totally change my career path. And so you know, I, I appreciate her being honest about that. I mean, I I graduated college with a finance degree. I was working in finance. I was like, this is terrible. So I left and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. So I enroll. I, you know, applied to a master's program, master's in marketing program. I started the master's in marketing program and I was bartending. And that's how I was making money while I was in my master's program. And my bar was a small, you know, small bar and then it got franchised. And so when it got franchised, I went from making silly money to making like no money. 
And I was mm. like, if I'm not going to make any money bartending, like I'm only bartending to make money. Like that's the reason I'm here. Curious. Where were you bartending? I, so I was actually bartending at a world of beer. So I know oh. a lot about all the fancy beers. I know a ton. Oh, nice. I taught beer school. I'm pretty, you know, fun fact about me. Favorite beer is a hazy IPA. So I was bartending at World of Beer, and that was right when World of Beer – so World of Beer was actually started in Tampa. The very first one was in, like, the Tampa Bay area. So I was at one of the first three shops, and then they kind of went corporate, and we were bought by a corporate franchi- franchisee. And so we stopped making very much money because it was just you know, a different structure. And so I was like, if I'm not making any money, I need to be getting experience in marketing because that's the route I'm going. So I ended up – taking a marketing job at a finance company. And I was there for maybe like three or six months. I went from working, you know, like 10 hour weeks to like 40 hour weeks. And I was like, why am I in this master's program? I don't, I was doing terrible in my classes because I was working so much. I was, you know, trying to do so many things at once. I was like, the actual experience is what I need. I don't need this education. Like I have business level education. I don't need the rest of this educational, you know, degree. So I actually dropped out of a master's marketing program. I'm back. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I like, look at you now though, you know, look at me now. Look at me now. Might be a rough day over here, but I actually am not to toot my own horn, but I have a pretty good business. I have a pretty good value that I Girl, provide my clients. No, toot that horn. Toot it. <laughs> we do a lot. Of, we do a lot of. We do a lot of cool stuff over here. Oh my gosh! It is like interesting to think of like how you how we felt when we first started all this and you know like where we are now and just how it all kind of comes full circle but that we still do have these days and these conversations and you know mm-hmm. this just like realness of not only entrepreneurship and being a business owner but just like life and so it's very comforting first of all to like have someone to talk to about it but also mm-hmm. to know that like there are other people out there that feel the way that you're feeling and you're not alone. And big or small, we all have these days where we don't feel good enough or like we are just a freelancer or just a small business. We need to take the word just out of our vocabulary, but you'll never be able to. It's going to be a constant S curve. Yes. I'm, I'm a freelancer. I'm a small business owner. I'm a mm-hmm. mom. I'm a what? You know, like... I've actually stopped trying uh, years ago. I kind of stopped using the word freelancer at all. I felt like yeah. it put me in a bucket that I, it made me feel small when I used the mm-hmm. word freelancer. And I was like, if I step into more of authority with myself and I just say, Hey, I'm a marketing consultant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel I own a marketing agency. I yeah. own a marketing agency. Um, I define myself differently, differently. I rewrote my story of who I am and how I serve my clients. And I don't think that matters at all to my clients. They don't care. It's me who it matters to. It's how I was able to get myself from point A to point B of getting through that, you know, I just do this. I just do that. You know, now I'm a director of marketing. I'm a marketing consultant. I am an agency owner and rewriting my narrative that way. Yeah. And when you start telling people that and rewriting your narrative and you have like the confidence of saying like, so this is a silly example, but 
my daughter just started dance and I was talking with one of the moms and, and I was like, oh, what do you do for work? And she's like, oh, I'm a CPA. And she was kind of telling me about her job. And I said, oh, she said, what do you do? And I said, oh, I, I own a marketing consulting business. She goes, oh, you know, and so it's like, it's nice, like when you're just confident and you just spit it out. And in mm-hmm. the past, I would have been like, oh, I freelance. I'm a marketing freelancer. And, and I would have felt a different response from people sometimes. But like when you're just confident yes. and you're just like, yep, I know I own a marketing consulting business. It's like, oh, oh, that's cool. You know, and then tell me more. So I feel like it's interesting. I feel like this this time, this episode has kind of been like a, a nice blend of like the first four. Yeah. I was just going to say like going back to episode two, we were talking a lot about, you know, what is your <laughs> airport bar, you know, introduction? Mm-hmm. Like what is your dance mom introduction? Who are you introducing yourself as? Because I think that that has a huge impact on, you know, your confidence levels in your business. And your mindset for sure. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, any tangible tips to wrap this up on mindset? Maybe what you're going to do today? Number one, unfollow all of the people who make you feel bad about yourself on Instagram. Yes. Personally, professionally, if you're only following business folks who talk about all of the events that they're speaking at and all of these things that they're holding. And it makes you feel like you're not good enough and you know you're never going to be at that spot. Remove them. Get rid of it. You don't know what you don't know. You don't need to know that. And who's to say you're not going to get there one day? And, you know, if... Who's to say you're not going to get that today? Like you might get mm -hmm. a call today that you Mm -hmm. are invited to speak on some stage. Mine would be... Come up with whatever your affirmations are going to be before your next big client call or your next big discovery call or your next big sales call. You know, like what what is your pep talk to yourself to give you the confidence boost that you need before you jump on the phone? Is it just even like listening to a podcast, but on this episode and listen to it? Is it literally looking in the mirror and being like, I'm a bad bitch. I got this. <laughs> is it, right? you know, like, is it... I don't know, like just like going for a walk, like whatever you need to do, whatever your like quote unquote affirmations are going to be to get you in that good mindset before you have like a challenging call or a big like presentation that you need to give, like figure out what that's going to be and, and stick to it. Yeah. Like figure out the things that pump you up, you know, like I feel like talking to you always pumps me up. Like the social, it, it brings me energy and doing things that bring you energy. You know, figure out what those are. You know, what's really bringing me energy lately is I don't know if you're a Demi Lovato fan. Like, uh, this is, I'm showing my millennial is showing, but like, she just is putting out all of her top hits and like a rock version. They're like rock versions of the song. And girl, let me tell you, when I have just put in my earbuds and listened to the heart attack rock version, I am like in a totally other mindset. Music for me is like one of my mindset key things. So. Uh-huh. I'm a big music person, but I, as mentioned, don't follow anyone anymore on the internet. I, and I never know anything that's going on in like pop culture or the news. I don't watch the news because that brings me down. Like I have just, I now live in my own bubble and in Paw Patrol and yeah, Bubble Guppies and Bluey. Yeah. <laughs> Those are my peeps now. Well, thank you for being so vulnerable and real and telling us kind of how you're feeling and breaking up some yeah. emotions in me too. I kind of, that kind of was like a little, I had to work through some things myself there. So yeah, no, that was good. Now I'm feeling a lot better. So good. I will walk into my call today with much more energy and authoritative uh, energy. 
Good. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed this and kind of get a little glimpse of what a uh, conversation between Lindsay and I looks like on Boxer. Yeah, real, real talk at the business play date. Oh, man. Well, stay tuned for more great episodes coming. Um, if you haven't, leave us a review. It helps so much in the podcast world. We would very much appreciate it. After you listen to this, go hop on over, rate and review the podcast, and give us a follow at The Business Playdate on Instagram. Thanks, guys. Bye.